Hey, everybody, this is Eric Clark from Alpha Brands, the dynamic brands uh, equity strategy we manage uh, here at AccuVest. Um, I want to talk about some earnings reports. Uh, today, I'm going to uh, I'm going to do probably two of these because I'm going to try to keep them brief. Uh, this one is going to be Live Nation, one of our bigger holdings, which is getting bigger in the strategy because they are executing flawlessly and the stock does not reflect that uh, robust opportunity that they have. I'll also do one on DraftKings, which has just been a monster. It's up 28% in, in four days. Uh, great earnings. You know, it's Friday, November 3rd, about 1030 on the West Coast. And the market, uh, you know, we got very bearish. We broke a bunch of moving averages. The bears pressed their shorts. The CTAs did a lot of selling. The systematics hedge fund community was de-risking. And so now you're seeing this short covering rally that's been pretty fierce. And I don't love generally short covering rallies because they tend to be lower quality and not necessarily organic, you know, kind of buying, committed buying. Um, but but it clearly we had some crowded trades, crowded trades, believing the market with the interest rates were going to continue going up. That's being unwound pretty aggressively and crowded trades on let's be underweight equities or let's outright be short equities. Oh, gosh, we need to cover. Everybody runs through the the, the, the door at once and you get this vacuum of buying, uh, which is what we've seen. You know, the, the in the last four days, the Nasdaq's up. The Nasdaq uh, QQQ is up 6%, the small cap up almost 8 the S&P is up 5 uh, The speculative, you know, high short interest, low profits kind of businesses, let's use the ARCW as the proxy for that. That's up 15% in four days. So just to give you some idea, Live Nation's up about 10% over that period. So it's outperformed the, the S&P and the NASDAQ. But I still think there's 50% upside, and I want to talk about why. So the globalization of the music industry is clearly uh, accelerating, right? It, it really started, frankly, because of names like Spotify, uh, which has been in and out of the strategy. Uh, I think they have some better times ahead. We don't currently own it now. We had a great trade in it um, through earnings, and I'll probably be back in and into it on a dip. But but as people got a chance to explore the streaming market, they got introduced to lots of new bands that they never heard of. And once you get engaged with the band, eventually you want to see them in concert. And so that's driven this strong resurgence in the business. And remember, we overconsumed in goods through the pandemic and underconsumed in things like entertainment and travel and restaurants and live events. And those have been ripping back and, and we're just, consumers are making choices. After two years of overpaying for everything, we are now not overpaying for everything. We're deciding on what to spend on. I need to spend on things that are staples like, and then with whatever discretionary income I have left, I am being very stingy about what I want to do with it. I'm Most consumers now are still choosing the experience over the stuff. And that fits right into Live Nation. And, and, you know, just to remember, or just to remind everybody, the, the, the best opportunities for us are what we call mega brands in mega themes with global opportunities. So if you are um, a, a really important consumer spending category, 
a service, service that we are a service economy in this country. Two thirds of spending goes to the service side of the equation. Um, and you are the leader in that industry and you are taking share in that industry and you appeal to a broad swath of the demographic community. So kids love your product and services all the way up to uh, middle aged as well as older citizens and male and female. And there's a global global opportunity. That's an enormous total addressable market opportunity. So we love those kinds of things and, and streaming uh, music and live entertainment and Live Nation fits right into that one. So they just reported a really solid quarter and the stock is up a little bit, but I don't think the stock's up nearly enough, which is why we're adding to the thing today. So just some, some information on the quarter. On the concert segment, which is the largest amount of revenue um, relative to ticketing and sponsorships, lower margin business, but lots of, of actual revenue, uh, better than expected concert segment, seven billion versus a consensus of six billion, um, doing really well uh, on that in that regard. Now the ticketing side, which is higher margin, and and you know the, the DOL. I think one of the things holding the stock back is the the Department of Labor has kind of been sniffing around the ticketing industry for a long time for you know broad bad practices by ticketing agents. And, and Ticketmaster is the largest of those behind names like StubHub, et cetera. And they are, Live Nation is pushing for better regulation, maybe more some standardization. So they're behind trying to make this industry a lot cleaner. And Ticketmaster only makes about $9.32 versus, you know, per ticket. So if that one, if that's a monopoly, that's a terrible monopoly. And and yes, they have good market share, but there's plenty of competitors, and and it's a very lar low margin business um, relative to other you know quote monopolies. So they they do account for a very large part of the adjusted operating income, but you know the ticketing division to me is the if they were forced to split out ticketmaster and just spin it out to the to the market that's at least half the market cap of live nation right so you're you're really underpaying for what's left the concert business the sponsorship business you know sponsorships about 367 million in revenue um really high margin business is booked for the year over a billion in revenue. I think they said on the call uh, over half of the 2024 sponsorship revenue was already in the bag and booked. And, and so there's some really solid trends here uh, for 2023 as well. So just a couple of facts, Live Nation sold 140 million tickets for shows in 2023. That's up 17% year over year. Um, Strong fan count as well. Sponsorships, like I said, you know, accounted for over a billion in revenue this year. Um, they're, they're, they have a new multi-year deal with MasterCard, which replaced American Express. So that's going to be some good revenue for 2024. It starts January 1st. Ticketmaster sold 257 fee-bearing tickets year to date. That's up 22% year over year. Uh, they expect to be on track for 600 million for the in, in tickets 
to manage 600 million in tickets. And, and that includes well over 300 million fee bearing tickets for the year. So they're just crushing it on the ticket side and their adjusted free cash flow. Uh, they expect to be in the mid 60% range and that's up from the low 60s. So, you know, th these guys are just crushing it on, on every, on every, on every metric. There is some CapEx, obviously, the more concerts you do, the more you have to spend. But two thirds of that spend is on revenue generating projects that generate a pretty good ROI. The other third is, you know, maintenance CapEx, you, you, you have to spend on the business. But, you know, they are just crushing it. And they're not getting any uh, love for that because of this overhang. And that's the, the important part for, for investors now. The, in our opinion, this overhang is not news. There's nothing major that's gonna gonna be you know ha that's gonna happen to this business um, because I th they've been hunting for so long. I don't know why they just there's so many other opportunities for for um, looking for monopolies. I don't know why they're they're just messing around. It, it, it must be an election year kind of thing, trying to appeal to lower uh, you know the the lower demographics the the younger demographics to try to get some votes they're just there there really isn't much there there so from a revenue perspective we're talking about uh, on a yearly basis for 2024 about 22 and a half billion in revenue free cash flow of about a billion two so you know again i think there's 50 percent upside in this thing and people just aren't talking about it and this overhang is a reason that you can get bigger while it's being held back because when this thing is taken care of, and nobody knows when, right? Um, there's going to be a fairly swift, quick um, kind of re-rating uh, re in the stock. And so we on dips, we are going to be building bigger position in this name because they are executing flawlessly in a really important and favored consumer spending category. And they are the dominant global leader in this theme of music, live entertainment, et cetera. And the stock is cheap. It's on a, on a price to free cash flow basis, it's about as cheap as it's ever gotten. So it's not as if you're overpaying for this business and we still think it has sustainability. And let's face it, the global economy has been slowing. Consumer spending has been slowing and people are gonna be willing to pay up for categories that do have stable predictable earnings and free cash flow and or accelerating stable predictable cash flow so more money will be going to fewer and fewer stocks and i think live nation will be one of those so big things ahead for that one all the trends remain positive and uh buy this thing while it's it's lagging a little bit it's uh it's you know true value we would say and again in in the in the strategy we have used uh, like name a name like DraftKings, which was the number two position uh, as a source for funds to add to Live Nation uh, in the strategies, because I think there's better risk return upside in Live Nation after this massive move for DraftKings. So more to come on uh, some other uh, earnings releases, but appreciate your time. Thanks a lot.